Friction plays a major role in most accidents labeled cause unknown, or that an estimated 24,000 people die each year in accidents caused directly or in part by falling asleep at the wheel. Almost all of us are dangerously uninformed about drowsy driving and its causes. For most of my career as a scientist, sleep doctor, and clinic and laboratory administrator, I have worked unceasingly to change the way society deals with sleep. Why? Because the current way, or non-way, is so very bad. For a number of years, I helped lobby the U.S. Congress at least to take a look at the problem. It responded in 1990 by creating the National Commission on Sleep Disorders Research, of which I was named chairman. When we fulfilled our mandate to study and make recommendations about sleep disorders in the United States, the Commission estimated the financial cost of sleep disorders at tens of billions of dollars per year. The human costs, of course, are incalculable. For me and the other 19 commissioners, the information-gathering public hearings we held in several American cities brought the statistics to life, connecting them to human faces, human dramas. We heard heartbreaking stories about people living through years of failure and fatigue, suffering terribly from the needless death of a spouse or child. We also learned how the medical establishment could allow this to go on with the shocking discovery that doctors in training often get only an hour or two of instruction in sleep problems in their four years of medical school, and frequently none at all. These hearings revealed to me how very little of the wealth of information mined by sleep specialists has gotten out to the general population. The many millions who need help, whose lives can be changed or saved by a little knowledge about sleep, might just as well be living in 1950. The Commission titled its final report to the Congress, Wake Up, America, a National Sleep Alert, and recommended increased support for sleep research and an effective national awareness campaign to be carried out by the federal government. We commissioners naively thought that our report was job well done, and that we could go back to our laboratories and clinics. Well, that was seven years ago, and America slumbers on. The Congress may ask for recommendations, but that doesn't mean it acts upon them. I have since been sounding the alarm in every way I know. Almost every week of the year, I travel across the country to speak to civic and business groups, governmental bodies, and health professionals. I even continue to hound the Congress about the hidden epidemic of sleep disorders in our midst. But little that I report finds its way to the wider public, and the cost to us, both individually and as a society, continue to mount. Another top priority of the National Commission was education and training of primary care physicians. Clearly, as the gatekeepers of medicine, knowledgeable primary care physicians could do an enormous amount. When I decided that I would do whatever I could to educate primary care physicians, it occurred to me that the very best place to launch the crusade to change the way society deals with sleep would be in my own hometown, Walla Walla, Washington. When I left Walla Walla as a young man, I never imagined that my professional life would come full circle, back to the little town where I grew up. I have now lived all over the United States and visited many of the world's great cities to attend scientific sleep meetings, but my return to Walla Walla has been the most rewarding and exciting phase of my professional career. My professional involvement with my hometown began slowly. I often, but not often enough, returned to Walla Walla to visit my mother, Catherine DeMent, 
and on these trips I began to talk to doctors about sleep medicine. In 1988, I was invited to Walla Walla to give a public lecture on sleep in the big auditorium at Whitman College. (sighs) Afraid that the auditorium would be nearly empty, I devoted my whole $500 honorarium to advertising the upcoming lecture. It turned out that $500 could buy a lot of advertising in Walla Walla. There were daily half-page advertisements in the city newspaper, and when I walked into the auditorium on the night of the lecture, I was delighted to find it absolutely packed. My mother may not have understood exactly how I earned my living, but as she looked around at the packed house, it was obvious that people were interested in hearing me talk about it. People whose careers are mysterious to their parents in this rapidly changing world can understand what a magical moment it was. I will cherish it as long as I live. In a flash of inspiration, I realized...